Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's uh, motorcycling podcast that's um, made by motorcyclists for motorcyclists. My name's Ray here and joining me this episode, we've got the one and only Matthew Day Gillett. Hello. G'day, g'day. And Kiwi Rider Magazine editor, Ben Wilkins. Greetings. Well, hello, everyone. Um, wanted to get you guys together because we had a flying visit and a very brief catch-up up in Auckland and QMU for the Triumph Tiger 1200 New Zealand launch. And I never really got a chance to catch up with you guys properly after we rode the bikes um, because I had to fly back to Wellington. Yeah, you literally um, got thrown in a van, didn't you, and take carted off. Yes. <laughs> that looked like yeah. to me. <laughs> I got off the bike and I got dragged away and I was off. Um, so let's talk Triumph Tiger 1200. We've got two families of bikes here. We've got the GT, which is the road orientated one. We've got the Rally, which is the more off-road focused one. Um, there are differences therein, and I believe there are four, there are six bikes in the lineup. New Zealand's getting the top four, so we're getting the Rally Pro, the Rally Explorer, the GT Pro, the GT Explorer. We've all ridden one or two of those four bikes. Um, let's let's discuss it. Um, I started with the the GT Pro. Did you guys get to ride that one? No. I, well, I didn't get to ride that one. Um, I rode the Rally Pro and the GT Explorer. Um, ben, what did you ride? I got to swing my leg over to start with the Rally Pro, and then I did the GT Pro, then I did the GT Explorer with luggage. Uh, that's right. You managed to nab a third ride briefly. Mm. Um, Ray and I only managed two rides. That's because <laughs> you guys were doing video, and I just managed to shoot up with you guys and then shoot back again. Ah, perks of being organized, eh? What were you talking about again? Um, um, <laughs> uh, now, I got asked what bike I wanted to ride, and they had two bikes there with the big luggage and two bikes without. And I instantly walked, I kind of strayed away from the bikes with the luggage. Before we go too deep into the bikes, um, in the presentation, they said tri Triumph have got more than 50 genuine Triumph optional extras and accessories. Did the luggage detract from the handling of the bike at all? Um, it was. It's hard to say for me because the when I was riding the GT Explorer, it had literally a full tank of thirty liters of fuel plus the luggage. Um, so it was meant that it was a very very different beast when I jumped on the Rally Pro afterwards. Um, I I want to say no, but then the luggage had nothing in it as well. Fair point. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't any luggage in it um i don't think the bike was full when i rode it but <clears throat> i could feel the weight up high and back um just that sort of feeling you get when you when you've loaded your bike up and you can sort of just feel a little bit of that weight sort of penduluming out the back yeah didn't really feel it on the road but on the gravel i felt it a little bit yeah on the road i got that bike to touch down a pig um which really yeah, surprised yeah. me um so like it's definitely not um, a slouch when it comes to cornering performance or agility. No, not at all. No. So GT Pro road variant. I say road, you know, focused one. It's got the 19 inch front, 18 inch rear, cast LA wheels, um, and Metzler Torrance tires. We've still got 200 millimeters tra suspension travel. Comes with more of a skid plate than a than a you know a solid sump guard. And of course, the GT Pro has the 20 litre tank, GT Explorer, 
30 litre tank. 30 litres, that's a that's a lot of gas. You gotta go a long way with that. I didn't think 600 Ks apparently. Yeah, 200 more Ks of extra range was what I jotted down on the presentation. So mm. you, yeah, for your extra 10 litres, you get an extra 200 K. But I'd hate to think of how much that will cost to fuel that at the pump. Um, like what, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the current price of fuel is. I haven't really dared to look, but it was between eighty uh, and ninety dollars. Oh, yeah! Like at that point, you're almost filling up a car. Uh, yeah, but you'll you'll be getting a lot better um, fuel economy with with the bike. I would think you'll be getting. You're definitely getting four, more smiles per gallon. Four point five liters per hundred, probably four liters per hundred. Especially if you ride them more sensibly than we were. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty, still pretty good on fuel because it, it's a powerful motor. What was it? 150 uh, Freighter Stark, which is just a little yeah. bit less than a horsepower. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think about 148 horsepower, something like that, 147. Yeah, it's got definitely got plenty of grunt. And I didn't, one thing with that motor, like one of the big things is the whole t playing crank with the sort of bang bang space bang space bang bang firing order and um i didn't really notice that too much until i started thinking about it but the big thing that i noticed was it doesn't sound like a sewing machine like the older triumph triples do where all you can hear is the injector noise and they're just going um but it sounded like it made it sound a much more appealing bike so this new engine it's 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 been you know redesigned it's completely new um one uh 1160 cc t-plane crank as you mentioned matt 150 horsepower at 9,000 rpm 130 newton meters of torque at 7,000 rpm got lots of poke right what's how's that compare because um i know triumph benchmark it against the bmw 1250 gs how does it compare against the pan america because i seem to remember that was 150 ps or horsepower as well um and that was the last big adventure bike i rode i think actually i can't tell you because yeah. i've got that information to hand oh right, here we go 150 horsepower at 9000 rpm right, and how much torque does the harley have i'm gonna have to insert some hold music <laughs> Sorry, I would be doing this, but I keep every time I reach for my phone, I keep getting attacked by the cat. I can't tell trying to find out my head. Talk the of the Pan America. Mm. Um, Let's have a race. Who can get it first? Uh, ninety-four foot pounds. That's not helpful. That's what I'm. Ninety-four well. foot pounds. You say? Yeah, ninety-four foot pounds. Okay, that is ninety-four foot pounds. Is oh, God, um, that's even worse is 127 newton meters so the triumph's got a little bit more torque then higher right? up the rev range yeah so you've yeah. got a pan america with 1252 cc or the triumph um tiger 1200 which is 1160 cc slightly smaller displacement bigger power um but basically the same you know the, the differences are don't seem to make a, a, a heck of a lot of difference there but one mm. thing i noticed about um comparing is since we are comparing the pan america to the new triumphs um i found them a lot the triumphs were a lot more nimble than the pan america the pan america feels big and bulky and just not as as well put together like nimble it's not as nimble it's not as um agile as those especially the rally pro yeah 
um, I definitely think that as well. I wonder if it comes down to either weight or tire profile. Because I remember looking at the front tire of the Pan America thinking it was a wide tractor tire. Um, but I had a hoot on that bike as well. Um, but I definitely found the Triumph, like the Harley's got that track raising, lowering suspension thing. Um, and the Triumphs, they're quite narrow in by the tank, so you can get a foot down. Um, the GTs obviously being more robust, they're that what, 850 millimeter seat height. Um, and the rallies were about 20, 25 mil higher. And you really notice the difference between going off the GT models onto a rally model. Um, I could be only get one foot down or I was like fully on my tippy toes. I never really um, found myself wanting more ground purchase on either of the Triumph Tigers. Um, as you mentioned that yeah, the Harley does have the active up downy suspension when you come to a stop. And on that, with the seat in high mode, I have gone, thank God I've got this. But with the Tiger 1200, even at the rally mode, uh, sorry, even the rally Explorer model with the seat in, I think it was in low, in the low setting, 175 millimeters from, you know, ground to the seat. I, I still didn't have any problems. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm must be quite short in the legs. Yeah. I sort of, the GT models, just that little bit extra lower, I felt more comfortable in terms of getting my foot down. But when I was riding the bike, um, I felt more comfortable on the rally with, and I still haven't quite worked out why I felt the rally was more comfortable and nimble for me, but that could just be because I didn't have a 30 litre tank and luggage strapped to the side of it. Yeah, I think that would make a big difference because um, I rode the rally to start with the non-Explorer and it was a typical 21 inch front wheel bike. A um, little bit of effort involved in steering, especially on the tar seal. But I got off that onto the GT Pro with the 19 inch front wheel. And it, it was just as good on the gravel, but it was definitely a, felt more like a supermoto style road bike um, on, on the tar seal. It was, it was really good. Yeah, I remember uh, you pulling me aside really and saying impressed. it was like your pick of the bunch. Mm, yeah, if I was if I was only ever going to do gravel roads and tar seal, I'd buy the GT Pro. I think unless I wanted like a huge fuel tank. Yeah, I think uh, for, for for most people for most riding, I think that nineteen inch front wheel just works really well. Yes. Yeah, so so just what, what what would you feel that you would need to be doing to justify getting? the the uh the rally model the rally pro with the 21 inch front i think you'd need to be riding some four by four tracks um four wheel drive tracks like the um uh well uh, in fact even then um that i've seen people do great things on a 19 inch front wheel bike so i think you'd need to be well what would you need to be doing you wouldn't need to be doing anything if you, if you prefer the dynamic um the looks of it then go for that uh, otherwise for most people the kind of riding you're going to do on a tiger i think that 19 inch front wheel model works brilliantly i mean look yeah, at what people do on 1250 gs's they're all 19 inch front wheel which means i've i've got like this whole thing backwards because uh in in something that i sent to you the other night ben i i 
I went out on a limb and uh, said that I reckon the um, Rally Pro or the Rally Explorer are going to be the the most popular models because um, I rode the GT Pro to begin with uh, and and loved it. It was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. But as soon as I got on the Rally Explorer, I had an absolute blast. And so for mm. me, that was the the top bike. Um so i mean i respect what you're saying because you've got a lot more um time in this game than i do um but it's interesting that i came away with almost the opposite opinion yeah I, and that's personal preference um if a, if a certain handling style suits someone then that's the bike for them what would have been really interesting was if you could go from the um the gt to the to the um uh rally and back again and then back again to, to really get a a feel for them just, yeah, we uh, just really side by side and we didn't have mm. too much time to test ride them did we we sort of were no. jumping from well we had what an hour and a half in the afternoon sort of thing um interestingly i've just brought up the prices which triumph have actually published to their website um so the gt pro is the entry level bike uh, that comes in at 35,490 um plus on roads i assume the gt explorer um so we get 30 liter tank and all that um uh, the extra crash protection and stuff 38,490 for that um then for the rally models you're looking at for the rally pro 37,990 and the rally explorer is 39,990 price wise well so, so we're getting into 40 grand yeah. yeah so it's they're definitely well yeah in that realm i think i haven't seen if prices have been updated for the competition because obviously this is brand new pricing with the current market um but they're definitely sort of covering that breadth of the big bore adventure market, aren't they? Sort of um, with that GT Pro coming in at just under 36 grand and then, yeah, running all the way up to 40 grand with the Rally Explorer. You know, some stats that came out in the presentation that I, I found were quite astounding for me is comparing the Tiger 900 to the Tiger 1200. The Tiger 1200 has 58% more power than the 900. 49% more torque and 10% more weight. And I get that these are like arbitrary, almost arbitrary percentages, but the fact that it's got double the power, almost double the torque, but only 10% more weight, that seems huge to me. Yeah, that's that astounded me as well. And I was sort of going, why would you go for the 900 then if it's only 10% um, weight? But I'm guessing that would come down to price, the 1200 being 1200s. 10% of a fully fueled bike what is going to be 25 kilos. Yeah, which, which is what is, they've dropped incidentally, off. Incidentally, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, they lost 25 kgs over the previous model in the 1200. Yeah, last time I rode the, um, what would now be a GT Pro or GT Explorer, um, which was quite a long time ago now, I, I just remember that bike being so intimidating and so heavy and twitchy, the front end, I never felt comfortable with yet on these bikes i didn't really have that issue i got on like the gt um explorer don't get me wrong looks like a massive thing but once you get on it it's no big deal um i think triumph have done a really good job there of making the bike 
seem um, carry its weight a lot better than they used to. Like Triumphs, like my dad's old Tiger 1050 that I have called Humpty Dumpty because it's just so top heavy, where these new bikes seem to be a lot better balanced. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, um, I mean, the, the 20 odd kilos weight difference, but when they say it's only 10% heavier, 20, uh, 20 kilos is actually a lot of weight to put on a bike. That's a full. 20 litre jerry can <laughs> um so it's actually a fair amount uh, even though the 10 percent doesn't sound like much um but considering it is 20 kilos heavier all of the models i rode felt really quite flickable they've kept that weight nicely balanced and yeah i had to keep reminding myself on the gt explorer that it was on road tires in the gravel oh, um, i do as well yeah <laughs> Like, I didn't, and I I just rode it like the other one. It rode perfectly. I was probably riding a bit more like a twat, um, but um, yeah, we were dodging. Did you end up having to dodge like really large aggregate trucks on your ride? No. Don't <laughs> we so. must have timed ours poorly each time we seemed to come around a corner on that Riverhead Forest Ring Road. Um, there was yeah. a big aggregate truck coming around the other way, uh, which necessitated a bit of a shift in position on the road. Um, but yeah, I've found it really good up until sort of i just was starting to lose confidence in that um those tires we're getting on the um so what they were metzler tourants on the gts and the metzler Carew streets on the rally pros which like the Carew streets not a aggressive adventure tire at all but i just felt that just a little bit more comfortable with those yeah but was that in in your head that could have been in my head um because i i didn't even look at the tires until later really and they all actually gripped really well i was i was, I was quite surprised yeah so it, it could have just been completely in my head because that was just one of the things that i latched onto in the presentation they made yeah. um speaking of the presentation no uh bones about the fact that triumph targeted the bmw r1250 gs um as the the bike that they were looking at when they were you know setting their benchmarks and 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 what they were doing when they were designing it you guys have ridden that bike i haven't um can we can we have a bit of a discussion as to how the new triumph tiger 1200 feels stacked up against the r1250 gs i know the r1250 gsa looks like a small planet when it's sitting there on its uh, side stand it looks huge where to me the uh rally explorer and the gt explorer even though they've got those 30 liter tanks didn't feel that or didn't look that big sitting there but uh, as i say i haven't ridden the bmws yeah i think the the the, the gs with its cylinders sticking out, out out into the wind at the side gives you a feeling of much more mass there than than there is um but it does put the weight down low as well so they definitely handle differently. Um, yeah, I remember I'd the say, GS handling like sort of slow speed maneuvers quite well, sort of doing U-turns and stuff when we were doing the photo shoot with Jeff um, at the, that launch. Um, but like, yeah, it's sort of, it's hard to say because I've been, it's been such a long time since I've rode the R1250. Though Jock had his there um, and I can say in terms of sound um, from the exhaust note, I kind of have to let, give it to the BMW. I like the sound of that engine better, which is a completely trivial and pointless fact, but 
that's what I can give to this conversation. Yeah, talk, let's go into that exhaust note a little bit. That um, uneven firing order of a pulse, a pulse, a gap, and a pulse down low when you're when you're revving it. Sorry, when you're just lugging it along, it does almost feel like a twin. Um, and then you rev it, and it changes character a little bit, and it doesn't sound like a twin. And then uh, was it? It was like fifty-five hundred RPM, and it screams away like a triple. <laughs> yeah, like five thousand RPM or six thousand RPM, and it. Um, she picks up her skirts and she canters off into the distance. It was definitely. It's a lovely, lovely motor, and I, I remember reading reports that the nine hundred felt vibey or whatever because of the engine. Like we didn't spend that much time on them to be clear. So I wasn't really able to detect anything, but it smelled smooth and comfortable and fuss free really to me. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we didn't do much sitting and just sitting all of our, all of the rows we did were twisty and you yeah. were either accelerating or decelerating um, or we were standing up doing the same. So didn't really get much of a feel for that personally, um, like vibration levels, but I, I didn't, I, it's not something that I, I came away going, Oh, that was vibey. So I don't think it's particularly vibey in any in any sense of, of that word. I was going to say, in terms of the technology, um, did you, because you rode the GT Explorer as well, which has the radar-assisted blind spot monitoring, did that pop up at all for you and sort of make you go, oh, what's that? Because it did for yeah, me. Yeah, um, uh, I, I noted, because I've ridden the two non-Explorer models, all of a sudden, I think I overtook, uh, I, I think um, I, I was following Ray, um, That's what he was his trying to do. I see video camera. No, but you, you had your video camera on as well, and I thought, oh, we can we can get you a little bit of video. And as as I was coming in closer, the uh, lights came up on on the indicator on, on the mirrors. Yeah. Ah, like, oh, that's the blind spot thing. Ah. Yeah. At first, I thought I'd left my indicator on, and then I went, wait, no, because why is it looking at me? Um, mm. like, it's a clever system. It's a shame. It's sort of like I suppose. What am I trying to say here? It's only sort of the back radar. They haven't, they said they didn't have any intention or uh, Mike Cross from Triumph New Zealand said there's no word yet on whether Triumph is going to adapt, use adaptive cruise control and have a radar in the front of these bikes in the future, which seems like almost a missed opportunity. Uh, it could just be that it's a lot of cost at the moment and yeah. having the rear one not interacting with the throttle just dealing with um uh telling you something is there maybe that that was the cheaper option yeah yeah well i rode the um, multi-strata uh v4 multi-strata v4s that's a fancy one isn't it oh you rode it mate (laughs) yeah i did um the multi-strata v4s has uh adaptive cruise control it has blind spot monitoring um it's basically got everything that the you know the triumph tiger 1200 has um but it doesn't come in a rally variant like you got the as far as i know i might be wrong there ben probably sitting there going oh shut up right um but the one i rode had the cast 19 inch front um so what what am i trying to say here i guess it's a bit of a trade-off but the uh so that the multi-strata was beautifully comfortable but if I was going to go do a gravel road, I'd want at be a minimum the the Tiger twelve hundred um, GT Pro, uh, but I'd still probably lean towards the Rally. 
Yeah, just looking on the Ducati website here, um, spoked wheels are an optional extra on the V4S. Um, and you can have a range of different wheels, which is cool. But still only uh, but, 19s, right? You can't get a 21. Um, it appears to be so. I haven't gone that far in. Um, but that bike, um, so the V4S, which has 170 horsepower or whatever, um, that's priced currently at 38495 Um, But again, like you said, 19-inch front wheel, um, and that price um, is a suggested price and could probably change, be updated sometime in the next few weeks for all we know with the way inflation's going. Anything to add on that, Ben? Uh, On the 19 or 21-inch front wheel front? Oh, on the... the, um comparing it to the Multistrada. Oh, yeah. I've not ridden it, so I can't really say um, or, or offer, offer any kind of like riding opinion on it. Um, Fair enough. Okay. Well, we are um, rapidly running out of time in our uh, free Zoom call, so let's uh, put all our cards on the table with a, cav- uh, with a, with a disclaimer that we have not ridden these bikes to their full potential. We have not fully tested them, but at this early stage, after what we can only call as a first ride, what are we, what are we, where are we leaning? What are your favorite? What was your favorite? All right. I had to go, I cards on the table. My favorite still is the rally pro, like with just the 20 liter tank, 21 inch front wheel. Like I just felt more comfortable on that bike. I haven't nutted down to just why I felt more comfortable on that bike, but out of the bikes I rode, that was my pack of the two. Hmm. I think my um, adventure riding pretensions would make me plump for the um, the Rally Pro as well, but with the caveat that the I'd probably be able to do everything on the everything I can do on that. I'd be able to do on the GT Pro for less money and have better road tire options. So I'm probably a little bit torn. I was gonna ask if the road tire options for the 19 inch front were gonna be, when we're gonna play into your decision. Um, and I, I, I agree, but I think at this early stage, I would lean towards the Rally Explorer uh, because I felt instantly at home on it when I first got on it. I'm used to that 21 inch front. Um, I get the benefits of uh, uh, tubeless tires, which I don't on my current daily steed. Uh, and commuting every day, I love a big tank. I mean, I've got a 16 inch tank, 16 litre tank now, which lasts me a week. A 30 litre tank would last me what? Close to a month. I think that's where I'd be in my current situation, is where I'd be leaning. Probably yep. two weeks, uh, not a month. Yeah, two weeks. For convenience sake, though, that's still a good argument. I wonder how it would be to, I suppose, yeah, they the way they've increased the tank size, it's not any noticeably bulkier width-wise. It's not like you're going to crash into mirrors and stuff easier, so you could probably still lane split with an Explorer. Well, if we get one to test, we will find out. But until then, <laughs> thank you very much for your time, gentlemen. Matthew Day-Gillett, Ben Wilkins. Um we will have uh, a full test of uh, one, two, three, or four, all of these bikes in the Kiwi Rider magazine. Go to kiwirider.co.nz. Matthew, you are doing all sorts of stuff at onthrottle.co.nz. Yeah, yeah, and updating stuff. Um, 
doing a real push on the YouTube channel at the moment, which is just youtube.com slash on throttle. Um, trying to catch up by putting uh, video reviews together from the stuff I've recently reviewed. Uh, yeah. Anything Sorry, happening in the magazine that we uh, want to mention, Ben? Oh, um, in the magazine coming out tomorrow. Oh, no, it'll be already be out by the time this comes out, I suspect. Um, we've got um, Chris Birch um, went off to Europe and went to help a friend's daughter go for a gentle ride around the Atom class in Romaniacs and ended up entering and winning the Silver class. So we've got a whole story um, written by Matt, actually, on Birchie and winning Romaniacs. There goes Is it crazy. bad that I forgot Just- that I wrote that and did that interview? already <laughs> just casually enters and oh oh whoops i won and the fact that he entered on a on a bike that nobody would consider riding at romaniacs he he, he entered on a ktm 500 excf when everyone else is on a 300 two-stroke yeah um everybody and, else apart from poltaris yeah but he was in yeah. the bronze or atom class wasn't he yeah he, he he wasn't in silver okay fair enough all right, it's all happening at uh, kiwirider.co.nz. Check out the latest magazine. magazine. Make sure you subscribe. Um, thank you very much, team. Great to catch up. Uh, looking forward to the next time we get to go for a ride together. Yeah, hopefully it's sometime yeah, soon, definitely. eh? If you want to get hold of us, uh, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz is the email address. You can also jump on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok and search out Kiwi Rider or Kiwi Rider Podcast. Till then, uh, we'll be back next week. What am I trying to say here? I've been Ray. I've been Matt. I, w- I was Ben. He was Ben. You're still Ben. Uh, keep <laughs> the rubber side down. Throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. Yeah.